in a world filled with tabletop roleplay games. I'm going to hand her a big, juicy onion. It's good for health. Bounce, 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 bounce. You won't have cat for dinner. Pride, get up. We're moving. And now the fire has an initiative. Power Word Crit is an actual play RPG podcast with plenty of puns, pigeon bears, and plucky personalities. We are a podcast focused on having fun, crisp audio, clean content, and trying out all sorts of systems, including 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons, Monster of the Week, and many more to come. Check us out and be involved in our adventures. Whether you're looking for a high fantasy romp or a paranormal investigation, we've got you covered. Find Power Word Crit at powerwordcrit.com, YouTube, or all major podcast platforms. You are listening to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. Welcome, Tomies, to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. I am Dean Dave, and to the left I have... Henley, Boudreaux, Lila Garatha, Roscoe, and Fenrir. Okay, guys, welcome back. I'm so glad that you guys were able to make it. Well, we'll get off with the summary. <clears throat> the group has received a lot of information from their loose-lipped friend, Oscar. He has spilled the kidney beans on information about Cloth Des and... <laughs> of the last baddie deeper in the mines, Natlin. Lila confessed her love to Boudreaux, and he was dumbfounded. (laughs) (laughs) The group stayed behind while Oscar and Fenrir headed down to deliver the food to the rest of the bad guys. Fenrir was forced to dance, which he took the chance to juggle for them instead. Successfully entertaining the bad guys, he was granted a private conversation with Natlin. An arrangement was struck that she would help with the Scarecrows, and Fenrir would keep Marlow safe inside. Natlin and Fenrir are getting ready to head to interrogate Gorbin, the archer who the group captured and stripped in a family-friendly manner. For more information of Cloth Des, now that the threat has become friendly, what is the group's next move? What lies ahead for them? And will Boudreaux ever know if the bad guys liked his Ronin berries? Let's find out. Okay, guys, so you guys are kind of separated right now. Fenrir and Natlin are heading up to do that, and I think we'll start with that conversation right now. So, Fenrir, is there anything that you would like to say to Natlin before you guys, or is there a conversation you guys want to go up uh, not really. I'm just, you know, maybe we'll have some kind of casual conversation of uh, <laughs> where she's from, and maybe I'll give a little backstory of, of, of me. Okay, sounds good. I guess I'll jump back to the other guys. So, what are you guys doing? Uh, Boudreaux is in the back, and he's eating all the cheese wheels. <laughs> <laughs> If you guys haven't noticed, I'm kind of playing by myself here. <laughs> but we're here just watching. <laughs> Did you want to stop? Yeah, I want to stop. I'm running out of ideas. <laughs> they wanted to see how long I would go just playing a one-man game here. 
Fenrir with nothing and Buddha eating cheese wheels. You got cheese very wheels. far. And Henley's crying, not crying. She's snapping in the corner. That is accurate. Waking up screaming, ah, bugs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is something bugging you? <laughs> All right. I got it now. Hey, hey, hey! We can we wing it alone if that helps. <laughs> oh, we. What are we gonna do today? I don't know. Here we go. <laughs> Started off great. Woo! Okay. So we'll actually start up with the big group. So for those of you who used your hit dice. Last time, which I believe is Boudreaux, Lila Garatha, and Roscoe, because Henley didn't get hurt nope. at all. Shh. <laughs> Knock <Lock> on wood. <laughs> you guys are kind of resting, kind of recovering from your injuries, and you all, except for Henley, begin to feel a familiar burning, the very similar one you guys felt before you engaged the bandits outside the mines. The burning sensation is coming f- from your wounds. As you study your wounds, you see them rapidly healing before your eyes. Major injuries become minor, and bruises and scratches disappear. You feel revitalized in your heart, and your burns and the burning dissipates. Okay. All at the same time? All at the same time. Did, do we notice that it was all at the same time? Like- well, you notice yours. I don't know if you look around. What does Boudreaux do? Good. <laughs> I feel so much better. Kundas bless. <laughs> um, can I like do like an arcana check to see if I can figure out what sort of magical voodoo is happening to me? Voodoo? Voodoo? Who do? You do? <laughs> Remind me of the bay. <laughs> um, sure. I'll let you do a little arcana check. That is an eighteen. Okay. You're not 100% sure like how or what is happening, but because of the same energy, the same burning sensation that you had outside and that ash falling onto you and doing that, you're thinking you're pretty positive that may be cause of that. That may be the cause of your healing abilities right now. You feel it too, Rocco? I feel something. I bet it was Kundas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, I think it dude. could only be Kundas. There ain't nobody out there who would do that except a Kundas. Mm-hmm. Kundas. Well, you, well, you don't, you don't <laughs> dig it, Kundas? JK. <laughs> Lila? Gorotha? Uh, Henry! <laughs> Start punching you. <laughs> what? <laughs> do you feel better? I didn't feel anything. I was sleeping. Oh, you were sleeping? Resting. I feel like you snore more than that. (laughs) Sugar, that's you. Who? You're the one that snores. I don't snore. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Man, Fenrir's taking forever. I hope he's okay. Maybe I should go eat more of that cheese wheel. (laughs) Henley wants to kind of like go down the hall and just see if anything like see if she can see if he's coming up or she can hear anything she's not gonna go very far 
Okay. Is there anything else anybody wants to do or kind of just resting, chit-chatting? I'm not talking like super, just not reclusive, but like stuck in my own head. Gotcha. Roscoe's just resting. Yeah. I'm kind of just sitting there eyeballing the door waiting for Fenrir to come back with whatever he comes back with. Did we ever loot the bodies? Yes. Okay. I think I occasionally um, start trying to start a conversation. I feel like nobody really actually (laughs) answers me. So he just kind of goes quiet. And then tries again, and I like a little bit, yeah. And then you go talk to Keth, and Keth's like, "I don't understand you," but you're just sitting there talking his ear off. <laughs> and and Hurla's just avoiding you. <laughs> Boudre's like, "Hey," walks away, and he's like, "Meh, meh." <laughs> Not interested. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Oh." <laughs> All right, so we'll jump back over to Fenrir then. Okay, you see, uh, Natlin. So you just had your conversation between her, you, and Oscar. That okay. conversation just wrapped up. You see her walk over to kind of this stout-looking dwarf. And you see her take him to the side, kind of down a little bit. And you see a conversation happening between the two. After about five minutes, she comes back. And she's like, well, you ready to go? Yes. Lead the way. Okay, I guess it's down this way. Okay. And you start walking. So what what did you tell the dwarf? I was just telling him that we were heading down this way, that I'd be back soon. Gotcha. So how long have you known Marlo? I've known Marlo for probably about 10 years now. Does he always get himself into pickles like this? No, he doesn't. So what, what changed, like, what happened with this situation? Well, as you know, and I know, he wanted his business back. Some hothead came in thinking he could just take my spot, which he convinced Marlo to do so. That cloth does. Hmm. And this is where, why I'm here. Okay. What got you in all this mess? Oh, that's a long story. I don't even know, man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it started out with me, you know, I'm I'm not your typical bard. I try to tell, write down the stories of those, and I kind of wanted to be in the story and be, you know, find those heroes where, you know, they always seem to come from, you know, those places that are least expected. And so I was looking for a group to travel with. And this is the group that... the Yeah, this is the ragtag group that, that came together. And I'm here kind of writing their story. And I think I may be a little interjecting myself a little too much, but... Well, that answers why your group's here. That you're traveling with your group. But that doesn't tell me anything about why... Mendrick is so important to you. Why save him? I mean, you guys are risking your lives here. Yeah, you know, it's just not... I mean, you have Bellerins up there. You have other leaders of the Hollow who are there. And I think that, for me, I guess I feel a little bit responsible for the situation that Mendrick is in. How so? 
he just kind of looks at her kind of weird, like awkwardly. And then is like kind of shakes his head and just kind of continues on. Like, well, he wanted to buy the hollow. We went to Avalon and ruined those plans. And so now the hollow is not going to be Mendrix anymore. It's being sold to somebody else. And at least we heard that it's possible that Mendrick is going to lose most of his company because of it. Well, it's probably a good thing because this, whoever buys this dump, they're not going to make anything out of this. Is there nothing here? Look around. Look how deep these, these places go. There's been very little mining around here. What is there? This place is dangerous for one. What kind of dangers lurk here? Well, I don't know if you've heard any rumors about these mushroom people or these fish people. They ah. seem to be going around everywhere. We stacked a bunch of dead bodies down, down yonder and they scooped them up and carried them away. Plus, there's a rumor of a big-eyed, a green-eyed creature stalking these halls as well, these caverns. Wait, a green eye? Yeah, it has one large green eye. Mike Wazowski! <laughs> <laughs> Would I recognize that as kind of the eye that we've seen traveling up? Or was that just the... You saw more figures. You didn't it was more see figures. I didn't see the yeah. eye. Okay. Yeah. Henley did tell you that was one of the rumors she heard, though, before we entered the before case. We, okay, that's where it was from. Okay, so I've heard that before. Okay. Then plus canyons like this, mountainous places with lots of caves, are nice homes for trolls, ogres. Sometimes you can find a giant or two if they're really daring. And all the treasure that comes with it. Hey, if you're willing to take on a creature that has a hoard of treasure, you remember how they collected it. That's true. That's why you need a distraction. And if it's a good enough distraction, I guess it could work. True. So you guys are here because you feel guilty for taking Mendrick's place from him if i understand i think that's a piece of it but as i mentioned there's also bellerin and is it willow rochelle rochelle there's also bellerin and rochelle who we have fought alongside and trying to help the hollow hmm, so there's three people you're trying to save yes plus four of course plus one more with Marlowe. Yes. Seems like you guys got your hands full. Yeah, we tend to do that. Makes for a great story, though. Yeah, well, in my line of work, the more people you try to save, the more difficult it's going to be and the more chance you're going to die. So you may have better be willing to find out which one's more important to save? Well, at this juncture, it's probably Marlo. And I look at her. <laughs> and she, like, gives you a, a snide smile. 
Well, it looks like we're getting close. And then you see Henley kind of turn the corner, and you see Henley down near the entrance. Hey, Henley, this is Natlin. Oh, hi, Natlin. Are you awake? Yes, I'm down the hall. I was looking for Fenrir. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I was talking to you earlier. <laughs> Yeah, she did say she was going to go look down I the hall. left so Boudreaux wouldn't talk to me. You're fine. <laughs> bye bye. Are you okay? Yeah. Okay. We just have to save Marlowe, too. Oh. That's a lot to do. Well, if you want my help, that's, that's the deal he just made. Seems fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to interrogate that archer that you have. Where is he? Aren't you part of the same team? Kind of. Oh. Well, yeah, he's in the back here. Lead on. And Henley will lead them into the cave. And as she enters, she say, Everybody, this is Natlin. She's the leader of the bandits down further. And she wants to interrogate the archer. Okay. And <laughs> she'll just walk, continue to walk, and lead Natlin to the archer. I think at this point, Boudreaux could be feeding him some cheese. <laughs> and he's awake now. He <laughs> a little bit of a knife. He's the only one that's willing to at least listen because he has no other choice. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. And, and he's cutting it into beautiful little like shapes. And he goes, this did want a heart. Gives it to me. Oh, open up! <laughs> you will eat another one, and if I tell you so. Get your filthy hands away from me. And then Boudreaux grabs his jaw, opens uh. it, and then shoves it in and closes it. And he spits it in your face. <laughs> and like, oh, oh, you want to play like that? <laughs> Boudreaux had to find some way to entertain himself. <laughs> you will eat this harsh cheese if I tell you so. Mama Liz showed me this trick. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll do it. Here comes the apple. I mean, <laughs> here comes the... Dragonfly. The dragonfly! <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sound like a dragonfly, but he tried. Don't worry, everybody. That's just a ray from uh, Princess of the Frog over here. <laughs> that's right, that's right. And so she notices... Natlin notices uh, the archer over in the corner. And she just walks up to him, and she's just taking control. She reaches over. She kind of pushes you out of the way, Boudreaux. Hey! And grabs him and picks him up. And she goes, me and you are going to have a talk. Oh, shoot. <laughs> you, just kind of, you can see that he's trying to be stoic, right? He's trying to keep a... a Solid, uh, I'm not scared of you face. But there's that underlining of like, oh crap, kind of look to him as well. And she starts dragging him off. Well now, Sugar, if you're going to have a talk, you can have a talk in here with him, with all of us. Or you can just not talk to him at all. And she still has him. And she throws him towards you as he stumbles towards you. He's like, then you don't get the information you want. Because I am not having this conversation with him in front of all of you. Why not? 
Is there something that you'd like to hide? Because You're right. I have stuff to hide. I don't know you guys. You're right, and I don't know you. As much as I would love this information, and I don't know what Fenny over here has talked to you or not talked to you about, whatever information that you would like from him, we would also like from him. And I will tell you what information is necessary for you guys. No, you will tell us all the information. What if I'm in the room? No one is to be in the room with me. Whatever, Roscoe, you make the decision. I'm out. I'm Roscoe. <laughs> Hello? They tell me I'm in charge. Hmm. Um, she doesn't sound impressed. <laughs> I, I rolled my eyes at that because I was like, no. I, I get that a lot. What ex- I, mean, I mean, obviously you're after information and I can respect that. What exactly is your... I mean, he's got to come out alive. Like, I'm not here to senselessly murder people, especially over information. Also, like, why are you here? I thought you guys were, like, going to come, like, fight us or something. I mean, obviously Fenrir did a job, right? Yeah. Fenrir, what happened? Yeah, I appreciate you guys taking out Cloth Dez's group here. I am from a different group. Though we are on the same mission. Mm. Except our friend Oscar has revealed to me that the one that I am here to protect, Marlo, is going to be betrayed by Cloth Dez. Oh. And I can't have that happen. Okay, okay. And this archer here may hold some vital information about these scarecrows. That you so want. <gasps> Those are real deal, scary. And the deal that I had with Fenrir is that I would help keep the scarecrows preoccupied while you guys go in, save whoever you want. But he has promised that he would save Marlowe as well from any fate that he is given. Oh, did he now? Yeah. <laughs> well,. If you find out anything good about scarecrows, though, you'll, like, tell us, right? After I've taken care of them, yes. But what, like, what if I want to help you? You're going to come. She, like, looks you up and down. (laughs) She's like, you. What possibly could you do? A filthy dwarf like you. No, hold on there, ma'am. Yeah, hold on there, (laughs) ma'am. She just raises an eyebrow at, and like Henley what? smacks her oh. like at this point Boudre Roscoe's going to <laughs> intervene. Okay. Um because I know what's about to come. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I'm gonna step up and I'll be like, it's Catelyn, right? Nat Natlin, I apologize. Um one leader to another, can I speak to you in the hall for a second? And she just kind of rolls her eyes and she just point, you know, gestures Fine. towards the hall or toward the cave. Okay. She goes over and talks to you. Now, Fenny, why, why would you invite her? I don't like her. I thought that's what I was supposed to do is get her up here so we could talk to her. <gasps> yeah. Not make any sort of deals with her. How I don't else? see what's so bad about I mean, this. We like almost died to this group over here. How do you think? 
Rivers seen the scarecrow. They're terrifying. Exactly. We need to, we need all the help we can get, especially with those scarecrows. See? Yeah, and then See? if something happens to Marlo, what do you think is going to happen? Well, I guess we have to run, just like we've been doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't like that idea. At Look, some point in time, you, I'd like to stop running and be on the defensive and be on sort of some some sort of, I don't know, maybe what? offensive or yeah. maybe not. When have we been that running? That would be smart. I feel like we've been going head first through the whole Look, day. You take care of Rochelle. What? 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 You go save Rochelle. <laughs> Roscoe can save Bellerin. You guys take care of Medrick. I'll take care of Marlo. Right, We're good. playing one-on-one here. Good. Marlo's on you. Okay. Marlo is on you. All right. Who? <laughs> Who am I taking? You and me, Sugar. We're, we're doing Mendrick. Apparently. Oh. Wait, I thought I was getting Mendrick. Hey, you're not in the room. <laughs> I'm not in the room. <laughs> no, you're Bellerin. Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we want help. That's what matters. We he got us help. We can't fight all the bandits down there. Well, I didn't say we had to fight all the bandits. I just wanted to know the same information that she was trying to get from him. I don't understand... What well, is so important that she couldn't say in front of us? Um, mm. she, Henley will like gesture for you all to get close. I could sneak and see if I could hear anything. Well, not right now. Not right now, but when she leaves. Oh yeah, go. then what happens if you get caught? Then she don't trust us. I mean, she's got to expect it, right? At some point, we're just going to have to go with it. I don't like it either, but we can't fight her. It seems like the best option. Yeah, you should have seen those guys down there. They were... You think these guys were tough? We all for sure would have died. What did you do? Did you, like, sing to them? (gasps) Yeah, Vinny, what'd you do? I like it when you sing, so I bet they did too, yeah? I mean, I was going to sing, and then they started throwing stuff at me. (gasps) And then as they started throwing (gasps) stuff at me, you know, I just started juggling stuff. And so I just started juggling, and it was pretty cool. And then they started throwing what? more stuff at me, and I just kept juggling. What? And then they, it was, I, had like, I was juggling like six or seven things. Oh, my gosh. Almost eight, maybe, maybe nine, maybe ten. And then I couldn't juggle anymore, so I started throwing stuff out to the side. Oh. And I just kept going and kept going and kept going, and then they stopped. That's it? That, you just stopped? Yeah. Some, and then and I they started were- eating. And then once they were done eating, and then Oscar and me and her went over to the corner, and we started mm-hmm. chatting about stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and uh, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Did they eat the Ronenberry? Oops. No, no, that's a good thing, right? <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> wait, those were poisonous? Uh, they, yeah, kind of. Yeah. They'll oh, make... that's why I'm sick to my stomach. Oh, Fanny! <laughs> Fanny, there's a reason why they've been in my bag. There's a reason I have not fed them to you. <laughs> and when the berries are orange... Usually, you don't want to eat them. Now I know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. It's a good thing that when I was picking up all that poison stuff, you did not come with me. (laughs) Okay. um, Maybe you should show me the poison stuff. Well, I crushed it all up and boiled it in the lip bottom. (sighs) Oh. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And then Marlo. Marlo is going to be betrayed by Cloth Dez. What? Marlo? Marlo. The, the guy that's going to try to kill uh, Mendrick is he's going to try to kill Mendrick, but Mendrick is tied up by Clothez, who then Clothez is going to try to kill Marlo, and then uh, Bellerin is going to hopefully stay alive. And then Rochelle has some staff that you want, right? I mean, I don't. I'm, uh, let, uh, what? <laughs> what? 
Maybe Rochelle can take care of herself. Yeah, she. Maybe she, Rochelle can. Maybe Rochelle can take care of her and Bellerin. Yeah. We can get Mendrick, and then I can get help with Marlo. Mm-hmm. I bet they like tied up or something. Yeah, yeah they probably hold on, are. Hold on, hold on. So, did you get any information about how he's going to be like? I don't know, betrayed or why or any of that information? I mean, Oscar was saying stuff. <laughs> Oscar says a lot of things about uh, a lot of things. He's loose lip. Yeah, I, I wasn't able to write it all down very fast because I was uh, kind of worried. But aren't you supposed to have those, like this great memory as well? To be <gasps> Do able to not write make fun of him. He can have whatever kind of brain he wants. Yeah, well, that much is obvious that people I can have whatever kind of brain <laughs> they want. I think you're born with the brain you got. Anyway, no, but <laughs> unless you talk to a wizard that I knew. Oh my gosh, we're getting so off topic. And then guys. I was able to maybe get two brains. If but then I didn't have a heart. A brain. And it was, the brain was made of straw. The heart was made of straw. No, and the tin was the heart. Wait, wait, you didn't oh, want another one of your story? Uh, yeah. Oh, I want to hear <laughs> it was about, about a this story. It's not his story, sugar. It's not his story. Wait, Trust he me. Did, you don't, what? It was about following a yellow brick road. How on earth oh. were bricks made yellow? Oh my gosh. How, how were bricks oh, made yellow? Oh, you can make dye out of some like flowers, yeah? There's this blue what? dye I like to make sometimes, and you just take the, the, the duck poop and you stick it in on fingers, and it's like basically already blue. It's great. Anyway. You put duck poop on your face? How do you think you get blue paint? <laughs> he puts so lots just... of stuff on his face, sugar. Anyway, <laughs> no, you really don't remember about how or why or anything like that about being betrayed? Because I think that's pretty information. <laughs> Cloth days came in. Natlin is Marlo's right hand person. Oh my goodness, she that makes so much more sense now. Okay. Marlo. Okay. Cloth days came in and replaced her. So Natlin is not happy, does well, not like Cloth Dez and his people. I, I would probably want the man gone as well if somebody came in and I don't know, took my position and, and made me lower than what I was. Right. <laughs> And so, oh, oh. as she eyes Roscoe. <laughs> <laughs> For a moment, I thought you were talking about me, and I was like, what? No, no. And so, she was happy that we took out Benny and all of the other... What? Who's Benny? Uh, the guy that killed me that was killed by Th- somebody. That killed you? You, you didn't you die. You did not die, <laughs> Benny. I mean, I remember going to sleep, and I don't remember laying down before I went to sleep. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's called knocked out. That's something completely different. I'll tell you about it sometime. Anyways. Henley just goes over to a corner and, like, sits down and just puts her hood over and rests. (laughs) The only person that died (laughs) was Kath, but Kunda saved him. Yeah, Kunda saved him. Um, Anyway. So, came in, took her place, knocked her down. She got repositioned somewhere she else. She got repositioned to go get the dwarves. So, Marlo gave her you, the wait, task. Wait, the, dwar- the dwarves? Or are you talking about, like, or the, the miners. miners? Sorry, the miners. All right. She went down. She was tasked with the get into the miners. They haven't gotten in there yet. Okay. Now, she is, she, that is still her task to do. But she wants to come help us with the scarecrows. I have warned her about how... The magic that is there, I have warned her that they're going to be hard to, to attack. But if Clothdez brought those scarecrows, we need someone to take out those scarecrows. Or if we attack Clothdez, we very well could get 
Necrode. Uh, and I'm not <laughs> necrode. <laughs> I like that one. Anyways, I'm not saying that I don't agree here. I am just saying I want to know why he's gonna betray. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. We're getting I don't off topic. <laughs> That's all you had to say, Fanny. Because oh. I don't remember. But but I have to So Fenrir, if you would like to roll me just a straight intelligence check just to try and remember a little bit more about the details of that you can it's up to you i'm gonna say i don't remember fenrir doesn't remember he was preoccupied juggling with everybody in the room with oscar trying to (laughs) trying to help save oscar there's a lot of information as well there's a lot of information coming out like it's yeah too much there was too much to remember. That's what I remember. Okay. And I'll be like, I know there's a reason why, but I don't remember. So does she know that he has a bounty on his head and that's part of the reason why we're after him? Probably. I probably mentioned that. But you, you don't remember if you mentioned that or no? Yes, I mentioned it. Okay. I just don't want to spill those beans, particularly if, you know, they're going to be spilled. Yeah, I'd probably spill them. I have them. to talk to her. Okay. Don't worry, I'll probably be spilling them anyway. So. Yeah, <laughs> you do that. <laughs> Welcome to Tones of the Chaos Bard Men Show Break. I'm your host, Rupert Bumpkin, from the Rocky Talkie Dome Radio Network. First item of business is the five-star reviews. Remember that Solomon will give you a shout-out and read your review on Solomon's column. Then he will review your review. It's great fun. Second is the Ko-Fi. This is our Patreon merchandise store. You can purchase keychains, coloring pages, and MP3s of our songs. You can also commission to feed the cast or write a letter to Dear Virgil. If you are interested in becoming a patron, there are three tiers, each with varying rewards, including a full post show, PM Day deep dive, and coloring activity book with exclusive art. Go to ko-fi.com slash of the chaos bar. That is ko-fi, K-O-F-I dot com forward slash Tones of the chaos bar. And help us grow. And last but not least, the biggest way you can help us is share us with your friends and family. That is all, folks. Back to the show. <sighs> all right. Well, so we don't know why. And you're going to take care of... How are you going to do that? How are you going to do that? Henley's going to help me. Henley's supposed to be helping me. Uh, I'll heal you, but Henley help, helps me. <sighs> Fine. I'll be a uh, distraction. I'm ha- going one-on-one on one with about the paladin, this? it sounds like. <laughs> that is your have job. Have you talked to Henley about this? Uh, No. Because I'm no, pretty sure... No, he's not talked to me about this. <laughs> I haven't talked to anybody. I just... He just came up with the plan. Came up with the plan. I got to talk to Roscoe first. <laughs> so is the archer face down the I'm dirt? just here to write a story. Okay. Yeah, and the then archer's kind of just sitting to the side. She's like, what is going on? I, if you, I How gonna... did these incompetent imbeciles defeat us? I was going to help him up, up if he was still face down. Roll me perception check. Okay. There, Boudreaux. Perception? Oh. Perception? That's in the P's. <laughs> so 15. The perception that's in the P's. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> oh, that's a 15. Okay, 15. So as you're kind of 
not following the conversation, right? So you're like, oh, there's still that archer guy. So you go and look, and you can see him, like, as you turn around, you see him, like, tense up a little bit. (laughs) And you notice that his ropes are a little looser. Um, I come up to him with some cheese. Okay. And I go. And I'm waving it in front of his face as I ask him, what do you think you're doing? I'm doing nothing. Mm-hmm. That's not what happened. Boudreaux, what's going on? This guy is trying to escape. Oh, I walk over to him. Hood still probably. And yeah. I take his wrist and I tighten the ropes. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Good. And then he grabs his and jaw then I and will shoves s- the cheese in his mouth. <laughs> that he spit out on the ground several times. <laughs> okay. It's a heart-shaped cheese. It's yeah, not heart-shaped it's a heart-shaped anymore. cheese. <laughs> and then Henley will like sit right in front of him and just watch him. Okay. That's what Boudreaux's doing. He's got, he sit down uh, cross-legged and arms folded and is just watching him with, he's like, don't, don't spit out that cheese. But As you're carving a new cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a new one. <laughs> You whittling away at the cheese. Right? I'm making a star-shaped one. Cheese whittler. <laughs> I'm a whittler. Uh, Lila and Fenrir, uh, do you want to continue your conversation? No, I think we're pretty no, much done. Okay, pretty much back and forth, kind <laughs> yeah. of, kind of that way. Okay, we'll jump over to Roscoe and Natlin then. Yay! <laughs> so we have stepped into the hallway. Yes. Okay. And um, let me. I would like to start off by like rolling like a perception to kind of try and get like a read on her. Cause I know she obviously, I can tell that she very clearly does not even remotely consider me to be any sort of anything, but just like an overall read to see if I can kind of get a vibe off of kind her. of what her mood is. Yeah. And so, roll me an insight check. Insight. Starts plus with an two. I. That's in the eyes. Starts with an I, ends in eyes. <laughs> that is a natural 20 for a 22. Ooh. Okay. So as you like walk over and you're kind of studying her immensely, you can tell that she is just, she's kind of annoyed with the situation. You can kind of tell she just wanted to come up here, talk, get the information she needed, and kind of leave. She doesn't want to beat around the bush. She's annoyed. She's a little frustrated. Um, and you can tell that it's probably would be pretty easy to make her mad. To squish me. Yeah. And you can also tell you asked like her read kind of on you, what she thinks of you. She seems like she doesn't have it really any respect for you. Like you're just this little halfling with mismatching armor and you're pretty beat up as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And short. <laughs> oh, no. Like she doesn't see people. you as a threat at all. Okay. Like a, like a teenager with a stick would probably look more threatening than you oh, is how man. she would see it as. I don't like her. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so we've stepped out into the hall, and I'm just going to lick her, you know, look up at her. Because she's like, what? <laughs> lick five her? And a half. <laughs> look up at she's her. She's over six feet tall. Yeah, he's a boot licker now. <laughs> so she's like double my height. Yeah, yeah triple. Okay, so I'm going to walk out into the hall with her and kind of just look her straight in the face, obviously looking up a little bit because she's t- double my height. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm just going to be, you know, be straight with her and be like, look, it's very clear that you, obviously you don't know me, but you don't see me as any sort of anything. And I can understand that. You come from a different background than I do. I'm out here trying to save my town. That being said, we're on the same side right now. And I know you need the information from that guy. We have come across these scarecrows that, you know, you're concerned about. We've come across them before. We've interacted with them once or twice before. We know nothing about them. Short of what has been passed on to us that it looks like a coven of hags have possibly created them. That's all we've got. We're up here to eliminate the guy who is about to betray your guy. Right? Do I understand that correctly? Yes. You know, this cloth does, who is a fallen paladin from somewhere. We don't know really what's going on. We just know there's an exuberant bounty on his head, which we are here to claim as a side part of our quest, our mission, whatever you want to call it. My team's wild, and you're very well aware of that already. And that's what makes us unique is because we have a lot of different backgrounds that we build upon for our team. One of us needs to be in on this information as the leader. I would like to be able to just stand and I, unless things get out of control, I won't say a word. And I give you my word that nothing, anything relating to you will not pass from my mouth whatsoever. But the more information that we as a collective have going into this, the more likely Everyone will come out of this on top, including Marlo and including Bellerin and yourself and myself. We can work as a team and we do this together instead of button heads before we even get out the gate. We're going to succeed far more likely than we are if we're not including each other. I will tell you everything that I know. If you allow me to be there with you for this interrogation. And that's why he's our leader. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So originally I was going to get, give you disadvantage on this persuasion, but I will give you a normal role because you brought up some very valid points. So go ahead and roll me a persuasion. Be prepared to use some chaos points. (laughs) Chaos point. Oh. Um, I'm going to use one of my chaos points. I will give a chaos get? point. So that brings me to a 10. Okay. So just to remind people about those chaos points. So each of my players have three, and they can give a plus one to any of their rolls besides a dice off and a, a damage. But they can add it to their attack rolls, to their skill checks, their saves. And Roscoe is going to give one. And one of the other players can also give them one. So Roscoe has used one chaos point, and Henley has given him an extra bonus for that chaos point. I want to use my my prestidigitation. Okay. To kind of... Enhance himself. Enhance the environment around me a little bit. Like... Well, you know how, like, okay, so, like, in, in, in the movies and stuff, that person, he's just gets rolling on his talk and stuff, and, and he's got the little breeze of the light that's shining extra bright or something like okay. that, you know, kind of just to, like, really kind of... Sell it. Sell it and flourish. But 
I don't. I'm I'm reading through it, and I'm not 100 percent sure that there's. You can create an instance harmless sensory effect. So I guess. I mean, I could do that. I guess the sensory. Could be a smell. Could be. That's that's Henley. <laughs> it could be visual. It could be with hearing. Right. I'm just trying to think of what would be from her perspective, kind of getting that role on her. What would be the best to amplify that, and if that would help with my role at all? I will allow it, but it is something that you you would have to come up with what okay. it is. Yeah. So, um, and then if it's good enough, I'll give some leeway to the DC okay. of the persuasion. I mean, it does say faint musical notes, an odor, an instantaneous light or snuff out of a candle, clean or soil an object no larger than one cubic foot, you chill warmer flavor up to one cubic foot of non-living material, you make a collar, a small mark, or a symbol appear on an object or a surface for one hour, a non-magical trinket or an illusionary, illusory image that can fit in your hand that lasts until the end of your next turn. It's like I'm kind of torn with like like the breeze, you know, like on a battlefield, you know, you've got that that breeze and kind of everything that's going on and it shines just over the leader and whatever. Because mm -hmm. right now I understand. So basically with that role, Roscoe understands 100%. This lady, she, she means business. Mm -hmm. and she looks down on me. So I've got to sell myself as a leader, as a fighter, you know, the whole package in one. And so that's what I'm looking to do. I just don't... I don't know how to describe it. Because <laughs> I, I really like the idea, and I'll, like I mentioned before, I'll let you have that opportunity to do something like that. I just need to know right. what. Right, I, right, I, can't, right. I can't tell you what would work for her. So I think that's kind of what I want, is I want to just emanate light, probably like, just like, not like bright light, but, you know, kind of like off my chest plate. Okay. You know, kind of, kind of enhance that brightness to to amplify my looks a little bit, help kind of throw in that look of leader, capable warrior. And honest. And honest. And, you know, I'm just to the honest. point. Honest. I'm here to try and get everybody out of this alive. And if that means sharing information, then great. Let's go, you know. Just like a dim light, right? Just kind of a faint glow yeah. to, your, to your, mm -hmm. chest plate. And you can see your eyes like flirt down and see the glow of your chest plate and stuff. And you see her just take a deep breath and kind of roll her eyes a bit. And she goes, your uh, bard friend over there was mentioning something about, he didn't give me a lot of details about it. He seemed pretty scatterbrained, but a lot of information. So depending on the information you're able to give me, I'll consider you coming in that interrogation room with me. So, the information that I want. You did already mention that you don't have a lot of information about the Scarecrows, which is fine. That is irrelevant to me. But I want to know why a ragtag group like you, a bunch of misfits, why save Mendrick. He's a dirty, low-down nobody. Fenrir mentioned that it's because you guys sold this place from underneath him, that he wanted to buy it, and you guys convinced somebody to sell it to somebody else. He did mention that. 
but now he does he's not being clear about why all of a sudden you guys want to save this person. I'm gonna sit there and I'm gonna I'm gonna think, you know, and and I'm gonna look at better. I'm a halfling. I'm short. Nobody takes any credit from me. My team doesn't even respect me half the time. But we're still a team. And we have each other's backs. And we've made mistakes. And at the end of the day, I don't like Mendrick. I don't like Marlo. I could care less for either one of them. But that doesn't mean that they deserve to die. A needless death. You're asking me to help you save the very man that we came here to take to stop from killing Mendrick. And we've agreed to it. Because we're trying to save the hollow. The hollow is our home. The hollow is what these people are about here. I don't care about the mines. I don't care what the mines have. I don't care what's in them. I don't care about the monsters in them, the potential wealth that's in them. I'm tired of seeing these people suffer. And when we left Avalon, we were coming back to seal the deal and let these people be in peace. Then we found out that your leader had kidnapped the leaders of the Hollow and have been bullying the town around. And it's not fair to them. So we came back to help Mendrick and to save our town. And we're going to help you save Marlo to the best of our abilities. Nobody deserves a needless death. Nobody deserves to be held hostage or to be bullied or to be treated like the less than what they are. I don't have to like them. That does not mean that I condone them to death. If you get in my way, not you, but if, you know, if, if people get in my way to save this town, then I will deal with them accordingly. But this town has been through so much that it's time for them to just be left in peace. And if that means saving Marlo and Mendrick and sending them both in separate directions and letting these guys just run their own town, then so be it. I'm not looking forward to walking in there against a paladin. But the paladin's got a knife to the back of the guy who's got a knife to the back of the guy that we're here to save. So we've got to take out the back knife. (laughs) We just want to let the city be a city and let the folks here live their lives without the fear of some other person coming in to ruin it. You can see that she's thinking, right? She takes a moment. She kind of looks back and forth, looks over to the group who... Lila and Fenrir are sitting there having their little discussion. <laughs> Boudreaux's over there force-feeding cheese characters to, <laughs> to the archer. And Henley's just kind of slowly drooping to sleep and then startling awake when a piece of cheese gets spat in her face a little bit. <laughs> and she looks back at you and she kind of shakes, shakes her head and she's like, go grab the archer. I'll meet you back here in the rooms. Thank you. And she walks off. Yep. I will 
go and get the archer and kind of fill everyone in, just say, hey, I'm going to go sit in on the interrogation with her. We're going to share a little more information afterwards, and we're going to discuss kind of where we're at with things, and bye. As you pick up the archer, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you guys say anything about that, or kind of just let that go? We trust... Uh... Hanley doesn't do anything. She trusts Roscoe. I'd like to think that my 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 breastplate is still glowing a little bit. Still glowy, <laughs> reminiscent. Just kind of. Do you polish that thing? <laughs> I did today. <laughs> <laughs> anything you'd like to say before Roscoe leaves? Give him a salute. And be like, yes. This and 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 just. It was a very different Roscoe that had walked back into the room. He's you know he's walking a little more. Don't want to say proud, but a little more sure of himself at this point. Assertive. A little more assertive. He's like, okay, you know Walk what? This like is because I think Talk like a man. Something like that. Something like that. No um, one is worth crawling on the earth. So walk like a man, my son. I can't hit the really high note though. Don't ask me to. It was I off. didn't know there Anyways. was more words to that song. Oh words. yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't end right there. No. What? I knew that part. But I didn't know the rest of it. <laughs> and that is the music that plays as Roscoe leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Walked like a man, but half a man. <laughs> oh. oh, you're not half a man. Height wise, height wise. Okay, yeah, Roscoe. So, um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he's kind of, I think, just having been asked those questions really kind of put him on the on the spot to think about know why he's doing what he's doing and stuff and so he he's really starting to feel a little bit of not shame but a lot more pride for the hollow than he's had and maybe he didn't realize that it was you know meant so much to him and stuff and so he's you know all in right now to to do what it needs to be done and still he's walking a little more a little, a little taller. More, a little taller these days. More of a, I, f- I found a purpose. Yeah. Maybe. Yep. Okay. He's walking three foot two instead of three foot one. You know? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, roll me a perception check real fast. That's a five. Um, <laughs> wrong button. Do you want a chaos point? <laughs> I'm not giving a chaos point for a five. <laughs> I wouldn't take it. Like, no, thank you. Sorry. Denied. Take it back. Perception, you said? Yeah. That's going to be a seven. Okay. You don't really notice anything. Notice anything. So you take him back, and you already see that there's a chair and in the middle of kind of this clearing that between all the beds, which obviously is the place for for the archer. You go set him there. And as you look around, you see kind of behind where the door was. Like, so you walked in. And so as you walked in, set him down, you hear the door close. And you see that there's a, there's still, there's not any torches in here. But there's a light coming in from behind you. And when the door closes, it gets super dark. But there's the torch that Natlin has. And you see her, and she's just leaned up against the wall. And you see that she has a dagger in her hand. And that dagger is slowly being put over the flame as she flips it back and forth 
getting both sides warmed up. And you see her lean over and she lights the torch next to her and she continues walking forward, still putting that dagger slowly across the flames as she's just staring this guy dead in the face. And she then looks at her dagger and she spits on it and you can hear the and puts it back over the flames and she looks at the archer gives a smile she's like we need to have a talk and that is where we're going to end this episode today Yay! thank you guys for listening to Tomes of the Chaos Bard Ooh, we're starting to get into the middle of things I'm so excited for what's coming you could say <laughs> that it's getting Getting hot in here. It's getting hot. Under, hot. <laughs> okay. Uh, heated. Thank you. It's getting, it's getting heated. heated. Oh, thank you. That's much better. <laughs> thank you to DA Nichols for writing our songs and music. Check out her TTRPG at drivethroughrpt.com. Shields of Power. Also, special thanks to Realmwalker, freesound.org, Monument Studios, and Tabletop Audio for the extra sound effects and music for these episodes. Well, I guess we'll close it out here. I am DM Dave, and to the right I have... Fenrir. Roscoe. Lila Garatha. Boudreaux. And Henley. And until next time, we unroll the scroll to tell the tale. Bye.